0: around any information I could around holistic healing. And that led me down a never-ending rabbit hole of which I'm still spelunking into the depths of.
1: I needed something like ayahuasca to really wake me up because I was very rigid and very stuck in my ways and very structured and controlling. And my first ayahuasca ceremony cracked my ego in a billion pieces. And uh, that's when I believe, when you, when we really follow our deepest truth, when we really follow our soul, when we really follow our
0: true calling, the universe rises to support us, moment to moment to moment. Welcome to the Holistic Health and Human Potential podcast. I am your host, Ronnie Landis. I'm an international speaker, author of multiple books, an integrative nutritionist, a transformation and embodiment coach, and simply a man who has devoted most of my life to the study, application, and integration of human potential, and it is my biggest inspiration to bring you weekly episodes that will expand your mind, challenge your paradigm, deepen your heart, and help you to embody the greatest version of yourself, as I believe you are meant to do something incredible with your life, and this podcast exists simply to support you on that journey. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Holistic Health and Human Potential show. This is episode 115 with Crystal Brandt. Before we jump into this episode, I want to share with you an incredible platform and educational project that I am releasing into the world called the School for Human Potential. And as part of this launch, I'm going to be doing a live presentation on this incredible program on October 3rd and October 11th. So you can go to theschoolforhumanpotential.com and register for this live presentation where I'm going to be doing a special training for everybody that attends. And we are going to go through the master key between physical and financial health and the missing link between creating alignment and success in all areas of our life, specifically the connection between physical health and financial health, and how those two intersect together, and there's a missing key that most people do not understand, which I'm going to help link together for everybody on that live presentation. So again, that's theschoolforhumanpotential.com, and... Moving on, this interview with Crystal Brandt was exceptional. Uh, Crystal is a really dear friend of mine and somebody that I look up to in a number of ways. She's an incredible empowerment coach and she helps women in particular um, really live a life that they do not need to take a vacation from. And She works with a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of coaches, a lot of high-powered people and this message was so on time and it just really speaks to the heart of the of what's going on in the coaching and entrepreneur space in particular but i think more than that what's going on in all of our hearts and how to actually achieve more and get more out of our life without working ourselves into the ground and actually how to take care of ourselves in a way that allows effortless results which is what we work so hard to create so i think you're going to enjoy this interview tremendously and uh, without further ado crystal Brandt is a transformation coach and the creator of the courage of Ease blueprint a seven-step guide for high achieving women to create a life they don't need a vacation from Crystal spent eight years in corporate IT implementing multi-million dollar software systems. After a period of soul searching following a family illness, she decided to travel to Bali where she lived for the first time without a busy calendar, roles to play, and a massive to-do list and found something life-changing instead, herself. Her time in Bali taught her self-care and self-love in a profound new way. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks yeah, so many. Absolutely. Yeah, it's been a long time coming that we've uh, we've been connecting and wanting to get together in this podcast format and uh, you have an incredible story, you have an incredible passion, and we've gotten to know each other over the last let's say like maybe four or five months seems so much longer than it that. does yeah I know right It's
1: so bizarre but yes mm-hmm.
0: I think you when there's like a soul connection with somebody mm-hmm. and we're in very similar fields and industries and we're both obviously coaches and entrepreneurs like we share a very similar I guess attitude or or purpose for mm-hmm. the work that we do and wanting to help other people so I think there's just like a soul synchron- synchronization. Alchemy, baby. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, so welcome to the show. Thank you. So I think you have an incredible message for everybody listening. I know that your work is really focalized on women specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like one of the things that is happening like in the, uh, I don't know what, what you'd call it, Um, not just like entrepreneur world, but just like the progressive kind of human potential world, which is obviously what this podcast really is about. It's about human potential. And I think one of the things that, um, you know, in the world that we live in, because we live in such abundance, such prosperity, unlike any time we've ever, we've ever seen in human history, Mm -hmm. there's also a very strong challenge with distractibility, like the Mm -hmm. weapons of mass distraction. And, 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 um, and although we have this abundance, I feel like there is this strong pull to be busy all the time and to load our calendar and to overextend ourselves. And from a health perspective, I found that to be actually one of the big things. And we call that stress Mm -hmm. or distress, right? So from that, from that point of view, I'd love for you to maybe just share a little bit about your story and how you got started in the work you do. Cause I know we have an incredible conversation in front of us. So I kind of want to just set it up a little bit for everybody.
1: Totally. Thank you. Yeah. You know, stress is such an interesting experience that I've really like zoomed in on recently, even more so. And I'm finding that, the reason it's like we teach what we must learn right Right. so it makes sense (laughs) Mm. given my upbringing given my conditioning that ease is my focus for this life Mm. and when i tune into ease my life works it works so much better when i default into stress i spiral You know, and so my work, so much of the work that I do for the women, it was the especially, you know, creating this life that I don't actually need a vacation from. I remember being in my corporate job and just waiting and yearning for that date on the calendar to come where I can like sprint across the finish line and collapse for a week for vacation. Mm -hmm. The one week that I had the entire year all to myself Mm -hmm. only to come back sick because it was the first time I stopped all year. And to more emails, to more responsibility. And so now that I've created this life that I don't actually need a vacation from, that feels as good as any other vacation, I my work has been to, okay, how did I do that, right? Reverse engineer, mm-hmm. deconstruct mm-hmm. what those focal points were for me on my journey specifically. And so just to zoom out kind of um, like more contextually, I grew up in the Midwest. I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. I had a great upbringing. You know, I had everything I ever needed. My parents were totally there for me. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. She was like freaking Wonder Woman. Like, she did everything for us. Mm. We never went without a thing. Um, And it also, like, once we started going off to school, I noticed a shift in my mom because we had been her sole focus for so long. And she was so good at it. I mean, if you like, even astro- astrologically, like her work in this world is family. Like mm-hmm. this is so what her soul's work is, and she like rocked at it. <laughs> and once we started needing her less, she didn't necessarily have any support around her. She didn't have you know the skill sets or um, the awareness or like even like close friends that she could turn to because our whole, her whole life was us, mm-hmm. and you know, she ended up, um, turning to alcohol and it was rough. Like it was tough, like as a daughter that was so linked with her mother to watch her in so much suffering because I'm doing the thing that I meant to do as like a young person to go off on their own and have like independence. But it was tough to be so emotionally linked to her and to see her suffering so much. And so her, she actually ended up needing a liver transplant from, you know, just that, that journey and. It was, I remember being at her bedside and I was holding her hand. It was one of, she was in the ICU for something really intense and I really wasn't sure if she was going to come through it. And I was holding her hand and I vowed to myself, I'm like, I do not want my children at my bedside for things that I could help now, Mm, mm. you know, and that was my contribution forward to the next generation to take care of myself and to know that I was worth my own time, love and energy first. Yeah. And that is such a freaking radical idea, especially mm. for modern day women, but for all of us, it is a radical idea to put yourself first.
0: Yeah,
1: You know, we're going against so much conditioning that says faster, harder, give more, do more for everyone else, that it's more socially acceptable to do that for everyone else, but never ourselves. And I'm taking a stand for us to say, Hey, how about what if we prioritize ourselves as our number one priority Mm. and then see how our life works from there. Mm. It's a powerful idea and it takes a lot of courage, hence the courage of ease (laughs)
0: because it
1: does take a lot of courage to live a life of ease in the modern day.
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's amazing. And you said earlier before we got on here that you're experiencing that you that it takes pretty much courage moment by moment in your life. Mm-hmm. right? Like everything in your business requires some level of courage. Everything in your personal life requires some level of courage. And I because I also can definitely relate to that, I am assuming, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm assuming that that's probably because you're growing at such an exponential rate and you're putting yourself on that growth edge. That there's like this, like maybe even divine discomfort mm. that's there. Like, it's like this discomforting transformational quality mm-hmm. that you know that that uh that requires courage and self care, like you yes. said. Yes,
1: even to choose self care <laughs> requires right. courage right. too. Because, right. like, I'm looking at my schedule and like I have all these you know 10,000 things to do in my business and. I know by this point on my journey that if I don't actually stick to my self-care as much as I stick to my client calls and be there right on time, fully present for them, if I'm not doing that for myself, my business becomes very unfun. Mm. (laughs) It becomes Mm. not fun for me. You know, the energy isn't there. I'm not taking care of me and filling up my tank for all the giving and, you know, the action taking I'm doing in my life. There needs to be that balance. And it's a constant evolution of it. It is, you know, that's really vulnerable for me too, to like hit up against these walls. I'm like, my God, I'm here again. Mm. You know, this default of just going, 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 and never actually like taking myself down to the beach and just sitting digital free, Mm. just watching the waves and restoring. Like, I know how powerful and important that is for me. Um, and it also is on me to actually do it, Mm -hmm. you know, talk about like living, your, what you teach
0: It right. keeps me really honest. <laughs> right. Right. Mm. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, the courage to make the choice to put ourselves first and to take care of ourselves. And I'm, I'm curious. You know, we've we've talked about this before, but I am curious. Like, where do you think that comes from? Like, you know, obviously there's social conditioning. There's this industrial workforce mentality of like in this weird patriot patriotism of like america and like we have to like and there's like this workaholism Mm -hmm. associated with like you know uh, coming from a certain demographic or culture or whatever whatever the story is Mm -hmm. like but on a deeper level like on a like a hard soul level or human level where do you think that comes from
1: I believe that it comes from a fundamental lack of worthiness. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: There's something somewhere, somewhere along the journey when we were probably one or two or three that Mm. got embedded into our psyche that we have to do these things in order to be worthy of love. Mm. And let me tell you what, like from the transformation journey and showing up as a heart centered entrepreneur and doing my soul's work in the world it is my duty to undo that. And it is freaking intense,
0: mm.
1: like to come face to face with those, those spots and places within our subconscious that has us believing these lies, yeah. you know, we're worthy of love because we have air in our lungs right now. Mm. My God, it is that simple. Like it actually is. Mm. And yet, you know, there's a lot of complications. Um, and just because it's that simple doesn't mean it's that easy. Like I get that. I so mm-hmm. get that. Yeah, I think it's a worthiness conversation. Like we really do, we're coming back to the knowingness that we are worthy of abundance, that we are worthy of health, that we're worthy of, uh, worthy of love, mm. you know, and sometimes it takes some undoing to let that in.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, what, what have you seen to be the things that, you know, you and your own experience and maybe people that you've worked with, like, what do people have to undo typically What are the common threads that have to be undone Mm -hmm. to get to that place of of valuing ourselves? Guilt. Mm. Mm
1: -hmm. I know I come from a lineage of a lot of
0: guilt on Mm. the female
1: side. Mm. Uh, Guilt of wanting what we want. Guilt of putting ourselves first. Guilt that if we choose ourselves, we're going to hurt someone. Mm. That's a huge one Mm -hmm. in the women that I speak to. And, um, so the guilt and also just creating consistency around it. So it's fun to go for a spa day, right? Like here and there, um, if you're already doing that. And my question to you is how can you create a spa like experience? How can you create something that feels so nourishing and lavish and yummy, you Mm -hmm. know, every single day, that's the strategy that actually creates self care as a number one priority to actually be sustainable for Mm -hmm. my clients is because we're not waiting for the whole stars to align and all the money to land in the bank account for you to actually take a step on your self care front, Mm -hmm. because you can feel just as nourished, just as connected to yourself, just as taken care of at the spot as you can in your bed, journaling every night, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's a quest and it's an inquiry into for each client of mine, what is their unique combination Mm -hmm. Of what that actually is and how do we create that to be extremely sustainable every single day, little choices every day, compound effect, slight Mm -hmm, edge, you know, mm -hmm. by Jeff Olson that I, my whole foundation for self care and everything else in my world is built upon the compound effect of small choices every single day to change my mind about something, to keep focused on my vision, to come back home to me to connect with my higher self, Mm. like whatever that is for me. Mm. And so that, of course, travels over to my clients. of like, okay, what are the small choices every single day that we can create a sustainable foundation for you to stand on
0: to grow and to do your soul's work here? Mm. I love that. So small, making the incremental steps, just shifting like one thing or, or one, yeah, like one pattern, one activity. And yeah, so I feel like it's very easy to habituate to certain built in patterns and conditioning and ways of thinking, ways of seeing the world, ways of thinking like how we need to show up in the world to get our needs met. Um, and I like this idea that it can be really as simple as just starting a lot of people might be listening to this and wondering where to start. You know, mm-hmm. obviously they're gonna resonate with this whole thing. I think all of us deep down are trying Mm -hmm. to find a way to release the bondages of workaholism and
1: perfectionism,
0: perfectionism. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, and I mean, those are all things Mm -hmm. that we can, we can absolutely travel down. And, you know, I want to, I want to just kind of hit on this note of like some of the, the things that we can shift or most people can shift like very quickly, to start to experience a different state change, an emotional change, in a place where they can start to experience themselves differently, which I think is what will allow a different, um, a different vision or a different idea of their life when they experience themselves in a different place.
1: Mm-hmm. So you're asking for like the easiest... Yeah, just
0: just opening up the just opening up the the pathway to mm-hmm. like, you know, what what yeah, and even like in practical terms, like what are some of the the shifts that people can make like um as quick as possible.
1: Mhm. First one, get outside.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh my god, you
1: have no idea the pure bliss and pleasure that awaits you mm. of just live like being oh. present to the feeling of the sun streaming on your face. Mhm. Oh my gosh, putting your feet in the dirt, you know, touching a tree and, you know, for all of us high achievers, I know when I first heard those things like, like that, I'm like, come on, really? Right. Like (laughs) that's so, it's so easy. That's what Jeff Olson talks about in the slight edge. It's easy to do and it's easy not to do. Right. Right. Um, so getting outside is the first way to come back home Mm. and you listen, you could be outside and on your phone and it could feel exactly the same as the Mm -hmm. rest of your day or you can put the phone down, put your feet in the ground, mm-hmm. in the grass, and actually get present to what that actually feels like. What is the sensation? How do you notice the body and the, the energy in your body shifting, right? I've, I, when I'm in heady business building mode, all my energy is, like, up above my shoulders. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, I feel it up in my neck, and it's just kind of like spinning thoughts and I'm just like doing the thing. And I'm not yeah. even really present with what I'm doing, but I'm doing it for the sake of doing it. And that's when I know I need to get outside. Right. The minute I get outside, put my feet on the ground and I'm actually present to my feet on the ground. And just that presence on your with your feet on the ground draws the energy from up throughout the rest of your uh, torso mm-hmm. down into your legs. Mm-hmm. So that's actually really beneficial because we're spreading the energy out. And the rest of your body needs that awareness and consciousness too. You know, take care of the rest of your body too, not just in your mind. Yeah. And that's where we default mostly because that's our comfort zone. Mm. That's where we've been trained. I mean, think about school. We've been in school for like you know twenty-two years or something. Right. We're literally habitually trained to be up in our mind all the mm. time. And so, especially as heart-centered leaders, like we need to have the overall awareness for all of our bodies our spiritual body our emotional body our physical body and our mental body and the first way to get in tune with just an inkling of what's going on everywhere else is to get outside and get back into your body just become really present mm. to your senses
0: mm. mm-hmm. i love that and
1: if you need to put an alarm in your phone
0: mm-hmm.
1: totally like i do that regularly i have little reminders in my phone that pop up Um, A friend showed me a really cool trick in the Reminders app on the iPhone that you can set locations, put a little mantra or some kind of reminder for yourself, type it in there, and then you put the location of a place around town that you Uh regularly pass by. Yeah. So every time I pass by the grocery store, it sends me, like, it pops up, like, a little mantra that oh, I Oh, interesting. There. Isn't yeah. that cool? Yeah. So that's another way to, like, become present to something wow. that you're focusing on. Mm. Um, and then the example that I gave for getting outside is just set alarms, you know, for every hour to at least go touch, touch the earth.
0: Because mm-hmm. that
1: is really going to create so much more balance and presence for you for that next task that
0: we're doing. Yeah. Mm. Taking these incremental breaks away from whatever we're doing in our day mm-hmm. to just like detach from from our mind and get into our body by connecting with with the earth with getting some sunshine mm-hmm. drinking water uh-huh. you know water breaks <laughs> you, know. you know
1: eating food right yeah, yeah bathroom break like we gotta take <laughs> These care of our that vessel we <laughs> I know we've got to take care of our vessel like our body mm. is our vessel that's what I believe and mm. our vessel has been chosen for this divine mission right and so if we're not taking care of it, if we're ignoring it all day long, it only has to scream louder to get right. our attention, right? So the more that we can tune in and volunteer that time for ourselves, the more that pathway of communication opens. And let me tell you what, we can do so much more. We can create so much more when we stop trying to do it all ourselves. Mm. There, there are energies at play. There are divine helpers at play. There are even like roommates. Like I have amazing roommates and sometimes I'm just so like in it that I don't even come out to say hi to anyone, Mm -hmm. you know, like they would Mm -hmm. love to hear what's going on in my day. Yeah. Right. So we we become available to all the other helpers Mm -hmm. that the universe and Mm -hmm. that we're ultimately calling for from a heart space, but we actually have to be available to receive that stuff. We can't be just in our caves complaining about why we're not, (laughs) you know, having Mm -hmm. help when we're not even available for help.
0: Totally. Really, So Lisa, what I heard you say in that was that connecting with other human beings is a critical form of <laughs> self-care.
1: Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. And it is so ironic. Like that's one of those moments where I'm like, it is so ironic that that's my default to like isolate or like to do my thing and like not to connect with anyone. Because authentic connection is one of my highest values. Mm. Right? Mm. Like when I'm connecting with people, when I'm connecting in person, especially with the women that I serve, or women that I can help in some way just by having a genuine authentic conversation about what's actually going on in our lives. Right. It gives me so much fuel and energy. I adore it. Right? And then all of a sudden those tasks that I was trying to do all hold up becomes that much more easier. I'm getting them done way faster. Mm-hmm. The energy is better. People mm-hmm. respond to it better. Mm-hmm. I feel better about it.
0: Right. Right? Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so funny.
0: Yeah, there's a there's a phrase, um, when we feel well, we do well. Or when we feel good, we do good. Mm-hmm. And the reason people don't do well is they don't feel well. Mm. And so wellness can look like many different things, but I think it really just wellness is about feeling totally well in our body, in our mind, in our heart, right? The whole thing where we almost forget that we have a physical body is We're just so in our, our experience, like, and we're in not necessarily like always in the highest emotion, there's a spectrum, but no matter what, I feel like we're not weighed down or inhibited by aches and pains and chronic concerns and worries. And, and I mean, yes, you know, a lot of this is a story of my own life and my own recent experience as well. We were talking about that before we came on, yep. of just like, man, it's like everything, it's like, just, just you know, how's life? It's like. Everything.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's the best I got for you. Just everything.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But then I I found for me too, like to have self-care rituals is so critical, like even more now than ever, Mm -hmm. especially as I get older. It's like there's a biological bank account that gets depleted when I'm not getting enough sleep Mm -hmm. and I'm not I don't I'm not as intentional about making my life a ritual. And then taking care of myself and, and all that other stuff. So it's uh, it's so important. It's so important. And this conversation, I think, is um, yeah, it's just, yeah, again, it's just so important for everyone out there just to get the sense of like, um, I think you, you said it, and I want to hand it back off to you, but I think you said it earlier about valuing ourselves. And, and it's interesting, I feel like the act of not taking care of ourselves, or the act of not um, putting ourselves first is actually a high form of self-abuse, mm. you know, from a very deep, deep place that, like you said, is probably rooted in something that happened to us as a, ch- as a child or something. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of- oftentimes I say in my business that, and even in my life that one of the things I take the most, um, I'm going to use the word pride in, But it's it's beyond like the egoic pride. But I do feel really proud about being a permission giver to focus in on self-care, right? Because when I was going through what I was going through with my family and any, you know, the rest of our journeys, we all go through so much to learn what we need to learn, right? But when I was going through all of that and I'm making these internal shifts and my soul is coming online and I'm having this spiritual awakening, and things are just so disorienting, and things that felt good are no longer feeling good. Mm. People that I connected great with for a long time, no longer connecting with them. I'm just kind of like in it. I'm just wondering like what? I don't know what's going on. Mm. Like had I had someone that I could look to who would give me permission to take even more care of myself along that journey, that would have been totally game-changing. I would have been so relieved Mm. to see someone telling me that it was okay. You know, it was okay to take a nap. It was okay to take a sick day. You know, it was okay to... Prioritize going to the chiropractor because, you know, my back was in pain. Like, right. but, you know, somehow, somewhere, I mustered the courage to do it anyway, which, you know, part of self-care too is like really celebrating ourselves. Like mm. I look back on that version of myself and like, my God, you are a little warrior yeah. You know, following that intuition when nothing around you supported that ideal at all. You know, so I'm just like, even now, just having this moment of like total recognition and appreciation for her. Because that was really courageous for her to do that. And so, but even now, like we do so much, you know, especially people that are in leadership. Like we do so much every single day and we don't even stop to celebrate ourselves. Right. I just had a moment right. this morning of just reflecting on my past 24 hours. Like, wow, I'm really proud of myself for this. I'm really proud of myself for how I showed up for that. I'm really proud of myself for saying that truth. You know, I'm really proud of myself for eating so well. I'm really proud of my body for feeling mm, so healthy. Mm. I'm really proud of myself for getting to the gym this morning.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, I'm proud of myself for appreci- appreciating my life this way. <clears throat> mm. It's it's not rocket science. <laughs> it is. It, I say often that success, uh, simplicity is sexy. Mm. It is, you know. Simplicity is sexy. I adore the deconstructed, deconstructed way of just like the absolute simplicity, back to basics. Because that that fuels me. That builds my courage. That builds my confidence. Mm-hmm. It's not. I'm not making my uh, this big puzzle to you know setting myself up to fail. I'm actually setting myself up to win.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So another form of self care is self celebration. Mm-hmm. celebrating celebrating ourselves, and it in, in, sounds like in, in every moment possible you know? and totally. things that we may forego you know or just think is we kind of brush over like oh it doesn't really mean anything or it's not that big of a deal mm-hmm. um, or we may think like you said perfectionism earlier we may think oh well it's not it's not as good as it could be so we we right. marginalize ourselves and it's amazing how at every turn we just like (laughs) as a as a collective just like the conditioning is so strong that we just um oftentimes we'll just push ourselves down. You know, when really it's something to be celebrated. Mm -hmm. Like how amazing you went to the gym today and you didn't want to but you just you got over you just did it anyways. You felt better about yourself. Like that's a victory.
1: Totally, totally. (laughs) And especially as high achievers, we're always on to the next thing.
0: Yeah, 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 already. Yeah. (laughs) Even when we got there, I'm already thinking about the next thing.
1: (laughs) And we're like chronically diminishing. And minimizing what it is that we are accomplishing because it's not what we're chasing. But like, look, we need something to chase. We need something to put our goals, you know, put our, set our vision to so that we can grow into the next version of ourselves. But we're never actually going to cre- like appreciate that next version of ourselves if we're not appreciating ourselves now. Wow. wow. Right. So what's it worth to you? Like, Mm. is, is it even, does it even matter? Like, Mm. are you here for this moment that you've just accomplished? How little, small or huge that it is, even the biggest accomplishments, you know, Ronnie, you have this amazing podcast, you have multiple books, like, like those are huge, amazing accomplishments. Right. And you know, do we stop to actually celebrate that?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Do Mm -hmm. we, we need to, we need to, because if we don't celebrate ourselves, then any accolades, (laughs) and criticisms that come our way from the outside mm. are just going to mean way too much to us. Mm-hmm. Like we've got to know mm. that we're worth our own time, love and energy and celebration.
0: <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And that, that right there has a huge effect on our health. Mm-hmm. A huge effect. Cause it, I feel like it, it influences the decisions we make or don't make. You know, not to mention just the fact that it's stressful. It also influences the ways that we take care of ourselves or we don't. You know, it influences the food cho- choices we make. It influences the certain um, addictive patterns or not that we participate in. The the emotion, or I mean the, uh, the relationship dynamics, you know. Um, it's amazing. Like, it really, like, if we can understand it from that perspective in terms of, like, how are we valuing ourselves? How are we loving ourselves? Do we, you know, have we actually forgiven ourselves oh, for goodness. things that we've held on to for so long? You know, all these things have a huge influence on who we're becoming. You know, moment by moment. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the forgiveness piece is super crucial. I
0: mm.
1: actually I do a daily forgiveness practice. I actually, every day at the gym, right after I'm done working out, I mm. like sit in a little corner. I actually got this from my partner. <laughs> he, I, when I, we first started dating, we would go to the gym together and he would just like, you know, at the end, of, just find a corner to go meditate in. And I was like, so impressed by that. Mm. Even that's courageous. Mm. Who meditates at a gym? You right, know? right,
0: right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: now it's part of my daily, you know, slight edge. It's my daily, one of my daily steps that I do. And in that, I uh, focus in on at least three things that I'm grateful for in that moment. Mm. Um, And especially at the start of a day, there's already so much that can happen in our mind from Mm. the moment we wake to the moment we sit at the gym, even though it's like 6, 7, 8 a.m. in the morning. There's so much, so many choices within that short time frame that we can really be celebrating ourselves for. So what are we grateful for, right? Yeah. It's amazing. So I do three gratitude, and then I do um, the Ho'oponopono process that I learned through the Huna tradition, mm-hmm. which is a uh, energetic and spirituality training um, through Dr. Matt James of yeah. the Empowerment Partnership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I learned that process through him. And you know, I'm not at a point on my journey where I'm able to teach that right now. Um, but you can definitely check out his work to learn more about it and. Yeah, so I do the pono pono process, which gets me, you know, in the Hawaiian tradition, pono means to get right with yourself, mm-hmm. right? So that's my practice, to get right with me every morning. And if there's some kind of hangover from something I said or a conversation that I had or even some self-doubt coming up about how I showed up a certain way with someone – Anything, even the people that we've crossed at the grocery store. I mean, we we have energetic cords connected to absolutely everyone we come mm. in contact with during mm. the day, physically and also energetically. Mm. Even if we think of someone, mm-hmm. so the ho'oponopono process is a really beautiful way to clear the slate. Mm. You know, it's not necessarily that there had to be a hurt or something like that. It's just that I'm getting right clearing cutting the cords with everyone that i talked to the the day before that frees up their energy to be yeah. more of them that takes my energy back so that i can be more of me and i also get to show up with fresh eyes right to all of those people so rather than you know interact with what i thought they were yesterday i get to show up really really present with them today mm. so that practice the forgiveness practice and even if there's deeper stuff that comes up throughout the day i'm really aware it's just deep self-awareness of like where the hurts lie, like where the little shadows are peeking out so that I can see them. Like something happens during the day and all of a sudden I'm aware of this hurt that I had from 10 years Mm ago, you know, and I have a lot of tools energetically and physically and all, all the levels Mm -hmm. to clear that. So that's part of my self care too, is training my mind, um, to let go Mm -hmm. and heal that so that I can become more me ultimately. Yeah. So, yeah, the Mm -hmm. forgiveness piece is a really powerful piece. And even if you start with just, like, I forgive you, please forgive me. Mm -hmm. Super, super simple. Because we don't know also how we impact other people. Right? So asking forgiveness is a way to really just stay in that humility Mm -hmm. and the humanity of not really knowing, like, how we impact people, positive or negative.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, that's that I found in my experience that's the most powerful healing factor is the forgiveness. And that makes all actually that makes all healing possible. You know, that that really is the crux of the matter. And then everything else is like an extension of that impulse of the heart to heal itself. And I feel like the, the heart energy is always trying to heal. Always trying to heal. And it's like mm-hmm. then it's like the conditioning of the mind that tries to put a lid on it. And it's not as if the mind is—I'm not saying that the mind is like this thing that we need to avoid or get out of. It's—it's—it's it's, it's like a heat-seeking missile, and it's mm-hmm. a neutral. It's—it's mm-hmm. it's like a very the mind is very neutral, so it doesn't really have a, a bias other than the one that we give it, and it kind of like it reads the coordinates of the conditioning and the program. And then it's just following it out. But then there's this conflict of the heart that creates this like this in, this thing where we feel like we're not in integrity because we're like going in two different directions. So um, from that perspective, my recent awakening has really been awakening of the heart and realizing that everything I want rests within that 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 heart space. And if I can come from the heart and use my mind for what it's designed to be, um, and not, not over exhausted or, or anything live from my mind and live from my heart, then, um, yeah, it's like what you said earlier. It's like this ease, it's like everything, everything is more easy, even things that aren't necessarily easy, like they become more easeful Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, I just feel like that, that in of itself is maybe one of the most important messages people you know Mm -hmm. people on a health path a transformation path people on any path really because you know it's really all the same thing
1: right Mm -hmm. and you know we're humans like all humans want to experience joy Mm -hmm. connection and creating some kind of positive impact on another human Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know so when we prioritize ease you know ease is a choice it's a mindset it's a way of being and it requires a lot of choices along the way to choose ease over drama,
0: ease over drama or ease over hurt. Yeah.
1: You know, Mm. ease over stories, like seeing the best that like truly everyone's doing the best that they can. Mm. And you know, I'm as human as the next person. Right. So that's a practice of mine to see that as well. Um, But it's just, it leads to more compassion Oh, and just compassion just feels better like right, right now I say right. compassion and my whole heart center just like melts mm. you know it's just easier it just feels better <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have to be complicated it just feels better yeah I feel better yeah,
0: yeah. when I
1: show up in ease mm. and it's a constant practice to
0: right? mm.
1: so keep choosing it mm. I also love that analogy that you gave around the heart mm. right I I really had a profound moment and it was a couple years ago, but just realizing that our heart only surfaces, And I actually learned this from my, um, dear friend, Amanda Renee Godall. She, she, um, articulated it, that our heart will only show us what it's ready to heal, mm. you know, and there's certain things along my journey that become available to me to heal within my heart. That if a year before or five years before it would have totally flattened me, totally knocked me out. It, I was not ready to see it. I was not ready to heal it. I was not ready to know what to do with it. I didn't have the support around me to actually navigate that. Yeah. So the wisdom of the heart is a very powerful thing. And that goes back to the presence, you know, getting outside and connecting with your body so that you can even hear that intelligence coming through because mm. it has a lot to say for us. And on a path of higher healing and we're focused in on personal development, and we're focused in on becoming our, our best selves those are the keys like that we overlook like oh my gosh the wisdom of my heart inside we're so quick to jump on our webinar right right but like what about what's your heart saying right now right is that webinar even in alignment for you is it a full yes Mm. check in Mm. you know you know it's just learning it's fine-tuning that language between you and your intuition Mm. which is a lot of you know what i work with my clients on of like what Mm. is that language and how do you decode it Mm-hmm. So that you can actually understand and your life starts to work better from that place.
0: Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. So I'm tuning in to the the last moments we have here together. And um just tuning into like what what would be I guess this is the question, is what Would you love to leave the audience listening to this? You know, we've talked about forgiveness. We've talked about gratitude. We've talked a lot about, you know, valuing ourselves and um, and and you know, self care, loving ourselves through self care, and really just taking care of ourselves first. So, with all that mixed up, you know, what 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 insights or suggestions or anything that you'd like to share with everyone?
1: So the words, let it be easy Mm. are coming in Mm -hmm. as my kind of final thought to share. We are so conditioned. um, You know, we as a collective, but just, there's a lot of us that are conditioned for things being really hard Right right, I get it. Like you know, there's been moments on my journey where it's just easier to fall into the drama and things feeling really hard, but mm-hmm. letting things be easy is such a powerful frame of mind, you know, just opening your day with like, I wonder how easily. My day can flow today. I wonder how easily clients can flow my way. Yeah. I wonder how easily you know I can even get dressed this morning and head off to the gym. Like whatever yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like it's mm. it's just a let it be easy. Like let it be easy. <laughs> let it be mm. easy. You know, it's not. I'm not even gonna like flower it with more words. It's just let it be easy. Choose choose ease as a new way of being and just reflect and watch how your life starts to bend to reflect that
0: yeah I'm noticing that I um, it used to be a lot easier to do to struggle and um, it's kind of an interesting thing that I'm experiencing in my own life like where I only want to do things that are easy and yet there's also this other part that's like there's a challenge and there's a difficulty which I don't think is, I think it's part of it too. Mm-hmm. So there's like, yeah, I'm even feeling like maybe even within that, there's like a sense of like, let the difficult things, don't avoid the difficult things, but let that be as easy as possible as well as you move through whatever challenge you may be faced with. Right. Yeah.
1: For So for an example, um, I you know, on the cycle of just like not cycle, but this like journey of self-discovery mm-hmm. and healing, there's these moments, you know, the universe works in rhythms and cycles. So there's right, these like right, moments right. of surging up of like shadowy things and mm. things that are really hard to face. And my default is to isolate and to cry in my room alone. And in that moment, even faced with a deep challenge, one that's surfacing that I feel total shame about that I am so afraid of bringing to anyone Mm -hmm. letting it be easy looks like picking up the phone yeah to call a friend Mm -hmm. who can simply just listen and be there with me because what I find is that the more that I can talk it out the faster I move through it and then I'm on to you know The lesson, the clarity, and then taking, making the pivot in my business life and then, you Mm. know, on I go. Mm. So choosing it to be difficult looks like staying in my room for a few days and being stuck on the same thing for like three days and being Mm. in despair and sadness and just turmoil Mm -hmm. Where in that moment where I chose it to be difficult, I could also choose it to be easy and pick up the phone because I know that that's a method from my own self-care practices. I know that works for me. Mm -hmm. So plugging from your toolkit, your self-care toolkit of like what will really help me in this moment to move through this so that I don't have to stay stuck because the longer I'm stuck in my own shit, right, I'm not helping anyone. Right. (laughs) So that's an example on the ground level. Recently, you know, in my own journey of where I chose to let it be a little bit easier, rather than to stay so devoted to it being hard.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So what I heard is that it's like it's choosing something to be easy instead of choosing it to be hard
1: it's, it's just a fine tune on that. Choosing the ease rather choosing than, the ease. Yeah. Right. Okay. Rather than be, because it's, I see. Yeah. No, that's still not easy for me to do. Right. Right. That's a great exactly. Distinction, right? Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. not easy for me to pick up the phone. Right. That's the last thing I want to yeah. do in that moment because mm-hmm. my conditioning tells me, you know, like they're not going to love you in that. You're mm-hmm. just going to burden them. You're going to ruin their entire day. You know, like all those voices right. come up and that's where the courage of ease comes in because I'm still, even in the face of that noise, still having the courage to pick up the phone and to dial their number and not hang up for the answer (laughs) and be available for their love. Mm. They're available. They're they're. I'm letting them love me in a moment where I really need some love and support. Mm. And they, they are so happy to do that. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Mm. Beautiful. I think that's an incredible note to end on. And, um, yeah, I really love this conversation. It was really perfect, exactly what I wanted to experience in this moment. So thanks for joining me. Thanks for joining us. And where can everybody find more information about your work?
1: You can find me at crystalbrant.com. And also be sure to check out Courage of Ease TV. It's mm. my online TV show on Facebook. Um, so be sure to check me out, K-R-Y-S-T-A-L, B-R-A-N-D-T on Facebook. You'll find my picture there. You can just click on it. And I have so many amazing and super helpful insights on my videos that you can tune into on how exactly to create a life with Maurice.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining me.
1: Thank you for having me.